0: So I want to talk today about what are the the ins and the outs and the pros and the cons of having a low carb versus a low fat diet. You won't find anything more aggressively disputed than carbs versus fat when it comes down to nutrition. It's it may as well be Democrat versus Republican or anything else. It's just this is where people fight and die every day in social media battles. And the, the people who swear by a ketogenic diet, obviously they have the same values. That's the irony, right? Like even when you go to some of those political or religious or worldview kind of fights where people literally kill each other, they all want the same things. They just have these perspectives that are so limiting to other views that, that they, they, they would really rather have those conflicts than just sit down and understand something. So the, the people who say, no, 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 you have to be low carb. High fat works. Like I've done it before. I've lost 30, 40 pounds. It works. You have to look at, at you know overall health status. You have to look at sustainability. You have to look at everything other than just that one time you lost some weight and it seemed to work. Uh, because A low carb or a no carb diet can give you massive fat loss. It can work in that regard. But something we've gone over in the past is it is well studied to be the least sustainable. So if you are going to do ketogenic dieting, you know, first understand the levels. There, there is a zero carb level where you just don't eat any carbs whatsoever and you stay on that. There's no high carb meal, there's no cheat meal, there's no, you know, relax day, flex meal, there's just nothing like that. You have chosen, just like somebody who chooses to be plant-based, you have chosen based on a health principle to say no to carbs so you can't do that and then say well except for you know friday donut day or except for my birthday when i eat an entire sheet cake you know you you if you're going to say that carbs are horrible and you should never eat carbs then then understand the science understand the mechanisms why and then live by that value but the reason it's the least sustainable is because hardly anybody does that if you had some kind of a medical condition like epilepsy or you're battling, you know, stage three, stage four cancer. And somebody said, look, you, you really need to, to eat zero carbs. I would be the first person to say, yes, do that. Do that. Work on your health. Get the data. Do the labs. Do it as long as you need to. And if there's ever a time where introducing carbs in certain levels is OK, then it's OK. But if that's what you need to do or that's what you choose to do, that's fine. But when you look at an absolute head-to-head comparison in every category you could ever study or be interested in, you know, the speed of fat loss, the how much lean body mass you lose or don't lose, how much metabolic suppression you incur or not, a, a diet that allows carbs to remain moderate and then pushes dietary fat lower, that's always going to win. And there's there's an ins- interesting caveat in that when you're looking at how research is conducted, you will see some studies that counter everything I just said. You can find some studies that show that a low-carb diet actually does better in some of these categories. Then you must look at the methodology. You have to look at at how they conducted these studies, and they will always be self-reported studies. So Joe, you're in group A. Kevin, you're in group B. Joe, you get carbs. Kevin, you get no carbs. Come weigh in every Friday and tell us how you did. And if I'm on the no carb group, and I know I'm on the no carb group, and I'm supposed to be a part of this study, and I come in and report to you, well, I know I'm in the low carb group, but you know I accidentally had a couple bagels on Tuesday. I'm going to get thrown out. And I'm not going to get paid for the study. So what do what I do? I lie. And that happens all the time. Nutrition researchers factor in around 30% error with self-reporting. So first, ask yourself, why would you even do a study if it's going to be 30% inaccurate? Just from the get-go, you know that. So that's my first contention with those kind of studies. But we do have a gold standard to compare that against, which would be inpatient studies. And you can sign up for studies that pay more. And they're generally going to be a little shorter because they don't want to sequester you for three months of your life and put you in a metabolic ward uh, and, and pay you your entire salary for that. And so they tend to be a little bit shorter, probably fewer people. But when they, can, when they can give you the food that you eat and you get nothing else, it, it's basically almost like being in jail. Uh, but you know, you probably get a TV and you get to have some fun, but, but you, are, you are monitored, this is all you're gonna eat. Then what I described is true. Uh, a, a moderate carb, low fat diet wins every single time. And one of the reasons is, as Kevin presented a week or two ago, you know, fat does burn in the in the flames of carbohydrates. You know, through the Krebs cycle, we, we have to have some glucose present to do that. We also know that carbohydrates actually stimulate our metabolism instead of suppressing it by carbs being too low. I want to talk a little bit more about the application points. You know, you guys who are our clients and coaches and a lot of our clients who will listen to this later, I I wanna I wanna make sure that we're we're diving into the actual things that can help. So I, I think one of the reasons why people actually become so attracted to the low-carb or ketogenic uh, promises are, are that they're, they're truly sensationalized. I mean, you, when you look at the marketing, they hit you from two or three angles. It's, first of all, you, know, you can lose weight dramatically fast, and, and that's true. I mean, again, you can only eat so much fat and protein so whether you're on a ketogenic diet where it's 90 to 95% fats and just a little bit of protein and zero carbs, or it's a modified ketogenic diet where it allows your protein to be up a little bit higher, you know, fat is still high, but still no carbs. Either way, you very quickly realize eating's not that fun anymore. You know, if, if, you, if you are stuck to those foods, I can have a chicken breast or a can of tuna and I can have... Um, water or broccoli, you know, those are my choices, I, I get nothing else, you finally just say, well, screw it, I'm just, <laughs> who cares, I'm just not going to eat. So, so you actually do see calories come down a little bit because of just behavior, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to binge on chicken breast. But you also, because of what we talked about through metabolic positioning, you start running through stored glycogen, stored carbohydrates in the body very quickly. So you're going to get a massive weight loss, if you need to lose seven pounds by Saturday, stop eating carbs. I mean, that, that will be the fastest weight loss because most of it's going to be, you know, body water that you're losing hydration. Uh, and, and of course, then that kind of gets you into that gate of, of body fat loss. You're, you're in that doorway, but you're first working through all those stored carbs and water. And so that, that gives people immediate success. And that's why it's such an attractive marketing hook, you know? Don't don't eat carbs, you'll lose weight faster than ever. And and that initial drop is is super attractive. Second, you get get the the taglines of, you know, you can still eat burgers, you can still eat steak, you know, they'll try and sell you on the more decadent high-fat foods, which, to be honest, are are one of the reasons why a lot of people end up with still having health issues. And you can, again, we talked about Dr. Atkins himself, you know, the people who die of heart disease eating high-fat diets. Uh, you know something to be very wary of. When you eliminate carbohydrates from your diets, you 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 eliminate that cushion between you and metabolic suppression and lean body mass loss. You're putting yourself voluntarily in a state of starvation, where your body gets get, gets you know into those metabolically suppressed states. And and your body does become more efficient at burning body fat, which is great, or fat in general, using it as energy. But there are some heavy, heavy, heavy costs. And the only way you avoid those costs, you still have to have some carbs, or or it's going to be the the most harmful thing you can do to your health. So how far can you go and still consider yourself in a low-carb diet and, and have it become a very healthy thing for you versus something where... You're just closet binging on bags of of Oreos instead of, you know, just eating a more moderate planned uh, level of carbohydrates. So for those of you who really want aggressive body fat loss, always bring your dietary fat down as low as you can first to 20 or so percent of calories, and then you can reduce calories further by bringing carbs down. And that's truly where the research is.